Hello and welcome to a very special episode of The Cinema where I am with two of my very best friends, Jill and Tessa. Hello! Hi! Right, so Jill is the Irish one. Hello! Tessa is the Aussie one. Hi! Both returning guests to The Cinema Jill has been on last year's episode for Fifty Shades Darker. Tessa has been on Fifty Shades Darker and also on Lion. Yep. Anything else? No, that's it. That's it. Um, and actually, this is the third movie in the franchise, and Tessa and I have been to see every movie together. Hey, how beautiful. How beautiful. <laughs> what a nice way to mark our friendship. <laughs> We've shared this experience. So the first one we went to see in Sydney about two years ago. Second one we went with Jill, Dave, numerous other people last year. Um, and tonight it's just the three of us, so all the guests we had on it last year couldn't come back this year. I swear they wanted to, they just couldn't make it. In inverted commas. Yeah. <laughs> um, busy washing their hair. Busy, very busy. Um, and in particular, we will miss Anna because she was our book expert. She had read all three books. I have read the first book. Ladies, what have you read? I think I've read two books. Oh, okay. I think so. But it's so long ago. Three quarters of part one. Okay, so semi-book expert. Um, now, briefly on this movie Dave is going to go and see it with some male friends I'm going to see it with some female friends it's not like a crazy editorial decision it's more that one of us needs to be babysitting while the other one's at the movie if you can call minding your own child babysitting um, <laughs> briefly on this movie so it's the third in the series the whole series has now made a billion dollars worldwide and counting which is truly horrifying that being said I've paid to see it three times now <laughs> um, this movie is currently 11% on Rotten Tomatoes and the last movie, it's safe to say, on the way to meet you, I listened to last year's episode as a refresher and we all thought it was terrible. Correct. Yes. Awful. Um, so Tessa, expectations on this one? Very low. Very low. Okay. I'm hoping there's a couple of like nice outfits, including hopefully her wedding dress. Okay, yeah. That's my expectation. Done. Oh, so the tagline of this movie is, Mrs. Grey will see you now. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the wedding's not going to happen though, because in the preview or in the trailer they have kids already. So what? I don't. Yeah, in the it's trailer spoiler. don't they have babies running around already? Oh, I haven't even seen the trailer. I've, I think the wedding's right at the beginning. I think it's almost the opening scene in the movie. Is ah, my okay. Because the last movie I had forgotten until I listened to last year's review. Um, the last movie was set over approximately seven days, in which yeah. he. They got back together, which was very disappointing because we did enjoy in the end of the first movie when they broke up, and then. She got a job, then he bought out the company she worked for, then he continued to essentially domestically Someone abuse her. Tried to shoot him Someone tried to apartment. shoot him. And then it ended on a cliffhanger. No, they got engaged. They got engaged, but then wasn't there some sort of cliffhanger of some baddie getting a gun because he was going to kill Christian? Yes, Kim Basinger. We were just talking about this. No, no a man. Her former... No. Her former boss, wasn't yeah. it? Who, who was like one of the supposedly sexy men in the movie but we we thought was essentially trying to rape her which was just going along with all the really weird stuff in this movie you had him basing a character was kind of interesting in the last one remember there was a very dramatic napkin drop yeah that was good instead of a mic drop so whether she comes back as a recurring character we don't know we don't know Um, and I you two haven't done your homework but I have listened to last year's review and the main consensus we had was Zero chemistry, but slightly more chemistry than the Correct. movie before. I mean, she looked amazing. She looked that amazing. Was, like, the highlight of it. He looks awful because I fair him with a bit of beard and he's very clean shaven. Yeah, he's very clean shaven. And also, we all kind of agree that she is the standout of the series. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, he's a I mean, better actor when he doesn't talk. Yeah, like the, the fall consensus. season one, he's a good actor. The fall season two, it all falls apart. No pun intended. He's creepily attractive in that. He's not attractive in this. Yeah, in not attractive way. in this. And then I heard a rumor that apparently, and maybe one of you two told me this, his wife insisted on being there while they film sex scenes but that's completely unsubstantiated I heard it somewhere <laughs> it wasn't me wasn't it does me. sound like something, it like would something you would have told me um, and very quickly kind of the main consensus we had from the last movie was that I mean aside from it being terrible and us all having at the same time lots of fun watching it we were all kind of universally there was eight of us on the podcast seven women and Dave and we all agreed that the overall message was truly disturbing of him controlling her life and her being very pleased about it and it's, it's some sort of weird fantasy where the idea behind the BDSM sex is is one thing but that community actually say this movie doesn't represent that kind of sex this movie just represents domestic abuse with really tame sex yeah if he wasn't we were saying this before that if he wasn't a billionaire he would what was the phrase you used it was I saw a really good meme Elia that said it's only acceptable because he's a billionaire. If he wasn't rich, it would basically be an episode of Criminal Minds. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> actually... Like, that is so true. Like, nothing about it is okay. Nothing actually, about it. And, like, the last movie, she gets a job in the publishing house as a PA. She wants to work her way to the top. And within minutes, he's like, I bought the company. I'm your boss. she, like, creative director, like, three days later yeah, or something? three days later, Outrageous. she's running the company. Because... Like, no, what about all the other people that work there? <laughs> that would be like, um, excuse me, no, she's not capable of that job. It's all, there was such disturbing messages in the movie. But deep down, we all kind of rooted for Anastasia because she's Dakota, Dakota Johnson is a good Annie. actress. Oh, no. No, it Dakota Johnson. Johnson. There's two Dakotas <laughs> in Hollywood, Jill. Um, and so in terms of this one in terms of our expectations they're low now none of us have read this book but we do some extracts of the book and um, um, we did this last time where we actually well Dave read out extracts of the book it was really disturbing so we're going to continue the tradition Jill I'm giving you the first extract and she has not seen this before so you can't be embarrassed whatever it says oh the, ca- the car chase was exciting too exciting terrifying and the fear has jump-started my libido. I want you, now. Christian tilts his head to one side and stares at me for a few minutes. Mrs. Gray, how very brazen, he whispers. Hands on my knees, baby. Lean forward. Lift that glorious ass in the air. Oh, my God. Sorry, who's driving in that scenario? We don't know. Okay. But I Sounds really like look... irresponsible driving I me. look forward to that car chase. And we do have to say, E.L. James, she has a terrible way with words. Actually, <laughs> not only... Less gifted than most. Yes, E.L. James is a really bad self-published author, right? We all know that. Um, Sam Taylor... Johnson directed the first movie and no, no, notably had a big fight with um, E.L. James and was sacked off it. Now these second and third movies were shot back to back and did you know that E.L. James's husband is a scriptwriter? Which is no. utterly bizarre. Definitely not. Um, I mean so completely unsurprising. Unsurprising yeah. but utterly but bizarre. It's like was well, their chance to edit and they did not yeah so they just decided to get rid of the dissenter which was Sam Taylor Johnson and, and just work together now I'm all for husband and wife duos but this <laughs> when, when your work is that bad you need a neutral observer okay I'm going to read the second quote and already I'm actually really embarrassed that I said that because I'm re- looking at this quote and I'm mortified Jill you did a good job of reading okay <laughs> tease yourself oh my <laughs> I did gently on my nipples harder Christian urges I groan in response and pull harder on my nipples, feeling them stiffen and lengthen beneath my touch. This is so erotic, 
That's so dot 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 erotic. My left hand skims over my sex and I rub in a slow circle my mouth in an O as I pant. Now, thank you, Dave, for pulling these quotes out and emailing them to me because that's absolutely mortifying. I just read that out. I've never heard that um, expression before. My sex. Interesting. No, that wasn't, wasn't that like rampant in the first book from memory? Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. I think it was almost as much as like biting the lip. Oh, I Like it was like oh, that recurring. Yeah. I mean, that's how tame this book is that she's referring, I assume, to her vagina as the her sex. The poster of the first book was her biting her lip, wasn't it? Um, I'm pretty and sure it was. Funnily, with this, the first and only book that I read, um, I read it when I was in Dubai years ago and when I lived in Australia I was in Dubai for a couple of days kind of on, on the way to meet Dave's family and I was genuinely afraid I was going to get arrested reading this book but the book was tame but it was you know pretty explicit for a mainstream book like probably the most explicit book I've ever read but then like when you go and see the movie the sex is so tame no. and pathetic yeah. is there even any sex in it actually yeah. we were discussing this earlier and like they don't take the clothes she takes her clothes off apparently I saw a headline it. earlier because I was googling the duration and apparently the main headline of the movie is that she super glues a thong to herself why did she super the actress a thong does, to herself because they're grinding so much in the movie uh, that she can't moves. have the thong come off now Tessa here's your quote <laughs> it's actually it's better or worse than the last. it looks worse I don't know what that first line's even meant to say. It's supposed to say fuckable. Uh, <laughs> correct. You have such a fuckable mouth, Mrs. Gray. <laughs> he closes his eyes and eases into my mouth as I squeeze him between my lips, running my tongue around and over him. I take him deeper and withdraw again and again and again, the air hissing between his teeth. He grasps my shoulders and pulls me to my feet. Grabbing my braid, he kisses me hard. His persistent tongue, greedy and giving at once. That is just... I just hope I mean, none of our parents... I can say shall be telling my mom not no. to No, no, I really hope our parents don't ever listen. I got the first one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was really um, And so kind of the idea around Dave and I having separate episodes was A, because one of us needs to be with the baby, but then we thought it would be interesting to have kind of the male versus female perspective. Now, I'm pretty sure the perspective is going to be the same, though we will probably be more horrified than the men because, because we're probably more attuned to issues of feminism and, and watching a woman be subdued and submissive and what's so what I hope about this movie I really hope is they're married now and I hope that their relationship's on an even footing and it's not I that he's the master she takes more control going from the trailer okay. I think it's all about Mrs. Grey and that like she's in charge and she's taking more control oh, and she gets to like choose what they do now that they're married and does he call her Mrs. Grey in every scene I have I don't know we will find out <laughs> I think so okay anything else to say oh we should say we're in a pub in Richmond we're actually going back to walk the original cinema which was the Odeon in Richmond um, we've met oh, here so we're having times. yeah good times so we're having some wine this is where we went last year when there was pretty much no one in the cinema um, it's also hashtag Galentine's night did you know that yes. I thought that was tomorrow no Galentine's is February 13th oh yes um, <laughs> how many days I've had Galentine's on the 14th <laughs> um, which actually was originally coined by um Oh, in Arrested Development. No, not Arrested Development. Parks and Rec. Uh, yeah, yeah. Must too. But I first heard of it in Sydney, Tessa, when you went for Galentine's dinner Obviously. with your girlfriends. Yeah. The two are not a complete accident. Okay, yeah. Um, so we're very excited to spend Galentine's together. We're going to watch a movie that we're hoping will be better. Um, and also, one last thing, we both, we all three, I recall from, the, from last year's review, we all three hated both characters, so 
let's hope that at the end of this movie we don't hate both characters because that's yeah. not fun. No. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. So you want to play? Yes, sir. I made a vow to love you faithfully, forsaking all others, to comfort you in times of need, and to keep you safe for as long as we both shall live. Okay, we're out. We're walking home from the cinema, and full disclosure, we missed the beginning and therefore missed the wedding. <laughs> Which is devastating. The only thing we were interested in. Jill, thoughts on the movie? Uh, I don't actually have very many thoughts on the movie because it was awful. It was like a bad TV movie yeah. and they probably could have wrapped it up in about 50 minutes. Yeah. It was an hour and a half and we just said it's about half an hour too long. Yeah. They even went into full montage. If you at took the, end. the sex scenes, it could just be a TV movie, right? I mean, there wasn't even any sex scenes. It took up about three minutes of the whole movie, yeah. I'd say. Oh, um, yeah. Also, sorry. We're spoiling here. We're on Spoiler Street. If you haven't seen the movie, don't watch it. <laughs> um, don't worry about spoilers. Yeah, it's so, yeah. awful. I mean, I'm actually quite disappointed by the lack of sex scenes. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's why you go, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. It's Galentine's. It's a Tuesday night. We want some fun in our movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't even think it was fun though. It no. was actually quite boring. I was more excited by the popcorn. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, Tessa, overall thoughts? Okay, I'm going to be really controversial here. Did you like it? I enjoyed it more than I remember enjoying the other two. I preferred okay. the second one. I think, based on the grounds, that again, I think they've both gotten better. I think their chemistry has gotten better. I think he had no remnant of an Irish accent, which I think is a positive. In the first one, his accent was woeful. So all round, I think I enjoyed it. I know it was really bad, and like theoretically, I shouldn't have enjoyed it, but I liked it more than I thought I would. Okay, interesting. And you know what? Right, I have such a funny relationship with this franchise of movies because obviously I know they're terrible, they're sexist, they depict very disturbing relationships, they're terribly acted, they're terribly written. But on the other hand, we're talking about a tenfold movie series that stars a woman that is based on a book written by a woman and the first movie of the franchise, the most successful one, was directed by a woman. So that's cool and that's very rare. And the reason Tessa and I have now gone three times, Jill's gone twice, and why we've done special episodes for this both times is this very rarely event movies for women. Now, obviously we're on the third movie and I wouldn't call it much of an event, but it's still, you know, they release it around Galentine's. They're clever about it. And there's something nice about sitting in a cinema filled with other women who are all like giggling at the same thing exactly. like, you know what I mean like it's just like a nice feeling it's a nice feeling Robin. and it's a shame about the movie and yeah. what, what, I, what I'm happy about is we know this has made over a billion dollars worldwide it's currently top of the box office in the UK anyway it, it just promotes an industry where they know there's money to be made from women and hopefully better movies will come on the heels of this that are for women right yeah. better than this I hope so. But they, you know, just tapping into the fact that there is a female audience out there. Now, there was one man in the cinema with a woman. The rest was all women. So <laughs> I can't wait to hear how Dave got on with his friends. And I think there was three or four of them together in the cinema, which must have been really weird. Um, specifically, right, we're on Spoiler Street. But surely the men in the audience would be highly satisfied by the incredible car chase scene towards <laughs> the beginning of the movie. Oh, my God. Which like was the- Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, was- that was... 
awful. So bad. So the plot <laughs> of this movie is they're married. We think we missed a wedding scene, but we're not sure. Um, very quickly into the marriage, about a day in, they it turns out they've never discussed a whether she would take his surname, to if she would take his surname when they get married. And B, whether they would have children, right? So they're kind of two very basic conversations. It's like, given his predisposition to certain things in his life, there's probably basic things that I would like to cover just to make sure that exactly. those sort of weird tendencies didn't <laughs> slip into every other aspect given of his life. in the first movie, he drafted a contract for them to have sex, <laughs> yet they're getting married and there's no talk whatsoever. Now, I'm speaking as someone who didn't take her husband's surname, right, after we got married. Now, if I'd arrived into my office the day after we got married and they said, Miss Cullen, we've changed your email address to Mrs. Corkery, and then Dave tried to email it, it bounced back, and then Dave stormed into the office. Um, I would be so disturbed by the whole incident, I would blatantly divorce him. Um, or maybe you get an annulment at that point. And like, whose IDT department is turning things around that quickly? <laughs> like, it literally takes three months for a new starter to set up anything at work. Oh my god, work. that is such a good point. Who is turning that around in that day? Um, okay, so we need to say as well, this movie blatantly is blatantly written by a man. Um, they, first of all, there's a scene where she meets an architect and they try to pit the women against each other like ooh stop looking at my husband bitch and then there's another scene where her and her best gal pal go out for um, drinks together and they're like woohoo martinis bitches or whatever it's like that's not how women speak to each other Um, I don't really have much else to say right It, it tries to touch on issues such as like revenge porn rape child abuse totally badly it's pathetic I don't know why they're trying to address those issues because actually they're dressed so badly and they're such serious issues. It's like, why are you trying to yeah, bring them up? Yeah, just don't worry about it. Yeah. We're not expecting you to have a higher purpose. No, like, please don't talk about that. We're here um, for the sex scenes. We're Get here on for with the it. sex scenes. Terrible. They were terrible. I actually can't. I know I was disappointed with the second one, but I'm really disappointed. Oh there was nothing. There was no I sex. I will say. Was, I, know, I don't think there was any more chemistry than the, the last two. Oh. I'm, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't really have anything to say about it. I Can we discuss the fact that in multiple sex scenes, Jamie Dornan was wearing a pair of Cat. jeggings? Well, <laughs> jeggings! The highlight of this movie was forgetting how attractive he was. He is so beautiful. And that is actually the highlight of it. I have nothing else to say about the movie. I don't find him attractive at all. I find her incredibly attractive. She is beautiful. And I find him a little bit creepy when he smiles. If he didn't smile. (laughs) If he didn't smile. If he didn't I mean, basically, if he was the person from The Fall without being a rapist, he'd be very attractive. If he was was in The Fall in that not speaking and had zero lines. I don't think in the last two movies there was a moment where I was like oh no he's actually attractive and for the first like 15 minutes of that movie I was like he actually sort of takes my breath away with how good looking he is yeah. okay and baby did he amaze you when he sang baby I'm amazed by the way you love me all the time when that, that came on I was like I am dying I, I can't like, watch this this is like a a mock version of this film that we're watching right <laughs> and like, then his sister played by Rita Ora and his brother played by nobody um, are watching him play the piano you know gape mouthed and Anastasia goes have you never heard him play before and yeah. they said we've heard him play but we've never heard him sing and then he's going baby I'm amazed by the he's way terrible. I need you like, oh my god and this continues to fulfill the kind of fantasy of yes you can change a man he never sings until he meets you and then he'll sing forever can we also discuss how like shocking 
he never tells her anything. She'd know anything about the security. She'd know anything about the threats against his family. Oh my god! But she finds that afterwards and doesn't find that worrying at all. She that does, her he had his reasons. Tell her anything. He had his reasons not to tell me and to hire twenty-four hour security. And the security are checking up on her. Like she goes out for drinks with her friends, and this is when you, you laugh about this movie, but it's really disturbing. She goes for drinks with her friends. The security guard reports back to the husband, and the husband menacingly like does really kind of sexually threatening stuff to her in the red room afterwards to pay her back it's well, weird what did he say he withheld from her or something and basically he just didn't give her an orgasm and yeah. I'm like I don't <laughs> anyway yeah so weird I mean it's like such a funny movie because it's laughable the issues it's addressing and you laugh at them and at the same time you're like oh my god I'm just watching a domestically abusive relationship I, mean, I want it to be better than it is you know? know what I mean it's like it should I feel be like better it should be better and like, we need Anna our book expert here to tell us is the book better no I don't think it is I highly doubt it and then in the end they have children together and that's so sad for those children <laughs> what do you reckon will they be good parents well I think the whole thing when he was in his polo t-shirt at the end was like <laughs> assuming that he changed persona and Jamie Dornan's such a bad actor that he couldn't act playing with a child like he was so no, stiff and awkward he, he is a parent so that's confusing very like confusing and do you I think, think it just comes back to the fact that he's not the best actor <laughs> like I mean that's not even acting that's just be yourself he like she's such a better actor than him like thank god she's in that movie because she makes it watchable and then you watch Jamie Dornan and you're just cringing and dying of embarrassment the friend character's terrible Rita Orr is probably the second best actor in the movie I and actually, that's saying a lot yeah, like I she's actually, coming straight off the back of America's Next Top Model into this movie I like her yeah. well no because they film two and three back to back so they haven't filmed actually for about 18 months I don't oh think oh god and like you can just I think there was such hype about it when you know the books came out and they were so successful and there was so much money and they were probably both really pleased to get cast in the movie and now they're probably both just absolutely yeah. mortified well, he's like full stop said that he's not going to do another one because they brought um, out I saw there was another book recently like um, basically I, they retell the other books from his perspective yeah I mean like that's just a money making <laughs> scheme isn't it as opposed but, to <laughs> but I actually think he just looks embarrassed in these films yeah like I mean from the first one he's just mortified which I think is why he <laughs> I can't tell if he's a bad actor or he's a very bad but actor but he was good in the fall but is that then down to the fact that he, he doesn't say very yeah, much he didn't speak um, like he cannot deliver dialogue as you said he can't laugh he if just, that's him singing he's an alright singer to be fair yeah well that yeah. is if he's playing piano and singing <laughs> um, and Tessa I'm just so glad we've been on this journey together of seeing these movies yes, like so three three in a row that's right. impressive I'm surprised we're still I mean, friends the funny part is we didn't need to see the other two because they just montaged it all at the end oh yeah they show also, a montage at the end of the first two movies and this movie I had also, my least favourite thing second maybe to the ending on a still of a screen grab of the last scene of the movie oh my god is ending it with a montage like it's basically if you've done your job movie. you do not need a montage no, we should know what's happened had also kind of forgotten about that guy that was threatening them. Oh, you yeah, like, haven't discussed I, I the crime totally, plot. I mean, the crime plot's ridiculous. I'm sorry, I didn't go to see Fifty Shades of Grey to see a crime plot. Like the only Tessa reason said at the start, I would have watched Criminal Minds. I wanted to see <laughs> sex. Better. I wanted to see some stuff that is laughable and kind of just funny to I mean, watch it was, with I, your girlfriends. But like, I could have sat at home and watched. Our like, Criminal Minds is much better than this. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> But I think I hadn't remembered either about the baddie, except that I listened to our old podcast and and remember, was reminded we actually finished on a cliffhanger, which neither of you remember about yeah. the baddie. Um, and I mean, it was just so terrible. And then at one point, which I, I did actually find this disturbing, I know the movie's disturbing anyway, but the baddie, so we find out Anastasia is pregnant and then 
Street. He punches her and like kicks her in the stomach, yeah. and I thought that was like this movie uses like violence towards women just as a constant plot device because yeah. they have nothing else to use. Yeah. Like really, like it's not very often someone would kick somebody in the stomach. Like it just felt really shoehorned in because she was pregnant and because she was a woman basically but then also if that had have been like a device to then like change the tone of the story you know what I mean like if she yeah. had have actually had a miscarriage out of that or whatever yeah it was not it would have been a fine. bit more consequential yeah. it's like it, it resulted in nothing no, so it resulted in her did. husband realising he really wants like, to be a father and also I mean, if sorry, you tell my your husband reacted to me like that yeah. <laughs> when yeah. I told him I was pregnant I mean I you would have gone to the bank and taken the five million dollars yeah, that five million is just a deposit for the rest that you're going to pay me and for anyone which I is I like. assuming everyone who hasn't seen this movie um, though it is number one in the box office so who knows um, I mean how it's number one in the box office when there was about four other people in I know the but cinema. you were talking Richmond Odeon here that cinema is always empty <laughs> like basically she says I'm pregnant and he's like fuck you leaves the flat gets drunk and goes up and meets with his ex-girlfriend yeah like that's the plot now I have to say um, it's funny I don't know if you guys know this but last year one of our top ever downloaded episodes was actually our Fifty Shades one which is one of the reasons we wanted to kind of do a special thing again this year for it and I think it's because we've got a lot of female listeners um, because what ended up being this was the top episode for months and months and then what ended up being our most downloaded episode was Wonder Woman so like two female-led movies, obviously wildly different standards in the movies. <laughs> Wonder Woman's a really good movie, and this is obviously a really bad movie. However, I just found that interesting. Thought you guys would be. Um, yeah. And thank you for coming back. Any last thoughts on this franchise? Do we need another movie from Definitely Gray's not. perspective? Definitely not. I think they could have wrapped it up after the second one, <laughs> or potentially <laughs> the first one. Yeah, Tessa, we've we've watched this in Australia and England together. We've crossed the world. So magical. Yeah, it's so wonderful. And thank you so much for coming on. This is so fun. Um, really enjoyed my glass of wine. Happy Galentine's <laughs> Yeah, happy Galentine's. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing what the guys thought about this movie. Um, I reckon they probably, oh, probably had fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's freezing cold and we're out walking. True dedication to the podcast. Um, we're so actually doing the cinema. Yeah, we're doing the yeah. original cinema. Richmond Cinema. Very exciting. So thank you for listening. Let us know what you thought about Fifty Shades what's it called Fifty Shades Freed Freed from what I don't know as as, as we thought that went nowhere oh and one other point on the movie right at the start she she makes a joke about um, how she would be barefoot and pregnant i.e. the classic image of the you know restrained um, subjugated woman and then in the end she is barefoot and pregnant I'm like what's this movie (laughs) tell us I mean you can be emotionally abused and still be the perfect wife yeah it's just like (laughs) so as long as you've got lots of money and have a cool house at the end yeah Yeah, and like when you marry someone and then he buys you a house with no consultation whatsoever and like this is your home now oh thanks (laughs) Um, but anyway you didn't even get a good house reveal I was like yes can't wait to see how this house turns out yeah there was no makeover nothing Nothing. Um, only the outside which basically looked exactly the same yeah like a French chateau in the middle of Seattle Um, so we need to wrap this up now because it's freezing Um, tell us what you thought about Fifty Shades Freed also we should probably do a poll which episode's better assuming everyone will vote for ours obviously and um, we've never done like double-sided episodes before it's thrilling stuff Ooh, i think we should start it that's quite fun yeah it's just because we can never go to the cinema yeah. together anymore and it's like tag team oscars yeah well, tag team with the baby and um, okay and follow us on the cinema um do you follow us on instagram jill i do good i do actually. tessa do you follow do. us on twitter no i don't use twitter well you better get on twitter and follow <laughs> us and have you both left us a five-star itunes review 
I don't have iTunes. Right, Tessa? <laughs> I have Sorry. not, but I've got it penciled in for later tonight. <laughs> Such <laughs> good friends. Right, Jill, get iTunes. I've followed you on thank you. everything else that I have. Okay, thank you. And I do give you five stars. Okay, and happy Galentine's. <laughs> happy Ooh, Galentine's. Bye. Do you not want to have kids? Of course. One day, just not now. I'm not ready to share you with anyone. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.